What's up world? How you doing? It's your girl Aubrey Shine and today of course you know we're going to be promoting brands and friends but I have a special guest here with me and his name is Code Ransom. What's up Code Ransom? What's happening? What it, what it do? What it do? <laughs> he is a poet, an artist, a writer, a community activist and he's got a bunch of projects going on right now. Tell the world how you're feeling right now. Oh. I feel almost sick. <laughs> now my sick. Al- yeah, my allergies just been they even woofing me today. Um, but oh. I feel good though overall. You know. Good. Okay. So I'm glad you feel good. I'm glad you're not yeah. dying on me. I ain't got time for that. Nah, nah, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Okay, so I was introduced to you um, through the VBL on Wednesdays, yeah. and you were doing poetry. And my favorite poem is Lion King. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I really, really enjoyed that poem. Like, if you when you repeat it, I don't be mad. I'd be like, yes! <laughs> but how long have you been writing poetry? Uh, poetry, only three years. Three years, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. And you've been reciting it for that long, or you just nah, kind of just uh, started? I've been reciting it for about two years. For about two years, okay. Yeah. So you just, like, got courage, or somebody pushed you out there? Nah, um... It's a dude out here named Rick Quincy. Like that's, that's okay. like my brother, man. So uh, I didn't know him at the time, but I, somebody took me to his Cipher 120 event, mm-hmm. and it's like open mic for poets. And I was listening to him, and I was like, man, this dude kind of good, you know he, what I mean? He is so, dope. He's pretty dope. Um, somebody I know had signed me up, and I didn't know they signed me up. So I was like, so when he called me up there, I'm like, I don't want to do that, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I was, I was just like, all right. But it was at the that was around the same time I did the. I originally wrote the Terrence Crutcher one, so mm-hmm. that's when I was just like, all right, let me try it out. Okay, and for the people who don't know who Terrence Crutcher is, he was um, a very well-known man here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and he was shot and killed by a police officer, a former police officer now. She did a... Uh, oh, she's still a cop. Is she still a cop? I yeah. thought she... Or she said she was going to turn in her stuff yeah, and, and she, retire, she, but... She's still a cop. At least um, last I checked. Well... Um, what's uh, Officer Shelby? Is that her name? Yeah, Officer Shelby. That was a big case. They did a whole sixty minutes over it. Um, it made national news. Um, but yeah, so that that poem actually, I did listen to it, and it is very powerful. Um, so, how did you start writing? Was it just something in your life, an event, or? Uh, yeah, basically therapy. Therapy. Um, I got taught to write in uh, actually one of my anger management classes when I was a kid. So mm-hmm. uh, most of the time it used to I'd just be like real angry stuff. So mm-hmm. um, after that I turned it into music and then poetry just, I don't know, just life experiences as I grew up, it started changing from, I got tired of doing music, uh, mostly because I couldn't do, what would you say, I couldn't do like club music and stuff mm-hmm. like that and that's what everybody listened to. So I was Not necessarily. Just, everybody, everybody I would run into was just okay. like, "Hey, you should go back to doing this. Go back to." And I didn't, I couldn't write that stuff no more. So mm-hmm. I was just like, "Well, I write poetry." So I just kept it all in the journal. And then once I started reciting, I was just like, "Hey, this is actually pretty straight." It and, is. But the Cypher 120 kind of showed me it was a place where poets can actually come here and do it. I never right. knew of any spot like that, so I didn't. I didn't recite it. So. Okay. Yeah. Now you spoke on music, and there is an album coming. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Can you give some details? The title. Or... Um, the title is the journal. The journal. Um, okay. And 
I really actually never done I've never done an album by myself um, so I was actually done doing music and then I was reading through my journal and I was like man it's a lot of songs in here so I was like alright I'll put them together and they're, li- they're literally already songs they just don't have any beats to them so right. um, I was like well before I quit I'll just go ahead release yeah, it yeah just do it so you have a release date I don't um because I'm still doing the movie right now so um I'm trying to figure out when I want to release it like before or after the movie most likely it'll be after mm-hmm. the movie releases at the end of August so it'll be around September okay okay we're gonna be looking for that because there was a post that you made on yeah. Facebook about exclusive um hearing a listening yeah. party or something? Well, it's not even that. Um, what it is, is um, there's people who ask me, like, every time they see me, like, how do you come up with this? How do you, you know, put it all together? So, I'm going to take two people and just let them sit in on the studio sessions and kind of see how we create the songs that I create. Um, so, they'll get to hear, like, the production the first time I hear it. Um, the raw Yeah, the stuff. raw stuff. Okay. How I format, you know, my journaling to fit whatever it is that I have. Uh-huh. As far as production, um, the art behind actually recording it, uh, yeah, they'll get to be there for that whole. That's that nice. Whole process, so. That's sweet. Well, I guess I probably won't be getting chosen since I'm doing this interview. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Wouldn't well, say that. I would love to sit in. You know, I would love to sit in. I wouldn't give your secrets away. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, who are you working with on the album? Uh, K Five. He's a producer out here. Um, Big City. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's producing on there. Uh, uh, Jay Friday will be on there. Uh, That's a good look. Yeah, Darion Clark. She's she's a oh, singer, okay. writer, poet. Yeah. Like, that's my little sister. Her. That's my little sister, man. She's she's amazing. So um, she's on there as well. Uh, Mr. Burns will be on there. Uh, who else? You got a lineup. You know yeah. what? You know we don't tell too much. We yeah. gonna we gonna that's, let you hold on to some, but yeah. we can't give it all. Yeah, away. yeah. I was just giving you the key players. There's some other ones too. Okay, so with you know the album and the poetry, does it make you nervous when you're like performing at all? Nah, the only time I would say I was nervous was uh, Juneteenth. Um, that one I was kind of I was actually more scared than nervous. I was like, yeah. man, this is kind of. Um, just because um, my granny used to take me to Juneteenth all the time. And she was my favorite person. So mm-hmm. I, I used to tell her when I was a kid, like, I'm going to do this one day. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to actually be able to do it and then look out there and see how many people was actually out there. You're okay, like, okay. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then, like, not all crowds are poetry crowds. So you you really have to be able to, you know, find something that you can really connect to people with. Right. And so um, that one, yeah, I was... I was nervous. But how did you feel like afterwards? Because it's like a dream come true. You said, I'm going to do it. And then you, you put your best foot forward and you did it. It felt great. Um, then, like, uh, I can't remember her name. And that sucks. But um, it's like a little <laughs> girl that came up. I was, like, crying. You know what Aww. I mean? And she was like, I, I listen to a lot of your poetry stuff. I'm just like, that's kind of crazy. Normally, it's adults. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that that was pretty cool. Like, that's what's yeah. up. Okay. So... Do you have any performances coming up that we need to be looking Rush for? Fest. Rush Fest. Yeah, okay. I'll be at Rush Fest on the uh, July 14th. Okay. Um, outside of that, I was actually taking a break, but you never know. Somebody might call me to do do something. But I do go to uh, Written Cypher 120 on Thursday nights. Okay. And sometimes I just get up there and do something. 
Alrighty. I know you do a lot of freestyling too. Like, you never have a book or you, like, you always just you memorize it. How do you do that? It's, um, uh, basically everything that I do is like, before I write it, it comes to me in my head, but it comes to me as like movies. I see it like movies. And so it's kind of like reciting movies. Like, if it's your favorite movie, you know what lines you like. So, like, anytime I want to remember one, I just remember the picture that I had in my head. And then the words just come with it. Do you listen to other people's poetry outside of music, but like actual? Um, just written, written Quincy. Uh, anytime he posts some of his, um, so I listen to him a lot. Um, I listen to a lot of Wale's poems too. So yeah, um, he's pretty outside, dope. Outside of that, that's who you put me in the mind of. Like that—that's the first person that comes to mind when I think of you is Wale. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's a, that's a big deal. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> one of my favorites. So. Yay! Okay, so you touched on the movie. Tell me about the movie. Tell me, can I get a title? Yeah, it's called <laughs> Fatal Words. Fatal Words. Yeah. That's a loaded title. Yeah, it is. Um, what is that about? It's it's about poetry. It's about um. It's about things that people say, and how it affects other people. It's about it's about loving the right people. Um, mm. It's a mixture between uh, you ever seen a perfect guy? I have seen it. Yes. Okay, so it's a mixture between that and Love Jones. So Ooh. it has like a Love Jones feel to it, but then there's like a lot of twists and turns in there. So this is definitely so, yeah. a drama. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it, like I said, the people, uh, written Quincy's the main character. Um, Kenesha Daniels is coke star, and um, I have Kermita uh, Marshall, uh, Jamil Friday, Tizzy Dyer. Like, there's a lot of... Uh, That's yeah. a lot of talent. Yeah, we got Darius Reese. Um, who else? Man, it's... Yeah, it's... It's some crazy talent in there. Wow. Okay, and you said that comes out in August, right? Yeah, end of August. End of August. And where are you planning on showing, like, premiering this? Um, actually, uh, Circle Cinema out... I would say Admiral and Lewis. Okay. Um, working something out with them where I could just show it in there. Um... And it'll be like a whole little red carpet event that we can put together for it. Um, so well, the shakeup has to fun. be there. So I, I, you know, you have a business card now. I yeah. better get a phone call, an yeah. email, or something to my Google calendar. Yeah. But um, <laughs> um, most media platforms will see it before anybody else. I so, cannot wait. Yes, yeah, so. I'm like rooting for this. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I don't. So did you? You wrote this whole thing, or yeah. you? Yeah. Okay. I wrote it. I directed. Um, I actually have to act in it. I didn't want to, but um, <laughs> one of the characters, like, people tried to do it, and it was, they could get it, but it just didn't feel right, so I was just mm-hmm. like, all right, I'll do that one. But um, only thing I'm not doing is filming it. Okay. Um, uh, my, it's a guy I've known for a long time, named Jazz Wheeler. He actually films in Hollywood, so he'll be flying out here to film it. Wow. And then uh, me, really just me and, me and my crew is just going, we're going to edit it ourselves. Um, just because the companies that edit, they don't really give you, they don't let you sit in on the session when they edit. So mm-hmm. they just kind of do the movie the way they feel it should go. Mm-hmm. And so we're just like, nah, we'll, we'll do it ourselves. So Make sure you get all the authenticity. Yeah, but, the, <laughs> but when I drop the blooper reel is what's the funniest. Like, you working with Jay Friday, like, the comedy from this dude just, because his character is basically all improv. So... 
is wow i have to i cannot wait i cannot wait and i know that the people who know you and are closest to you who have heard about this are probably pretty excited as well so was it like nerve-wracking getting these people you know like doing auditions and uh what's crazy is we didn't have to do any auditions for it um wow uh i thought of it they said it just came to me as a dream and i was watching watching it all so i woke up wrote it but when i wrote it i already had in mind like who these people were going to be Mm -hmm. so i hadn't asked anybody yet but in my head i was like yeah they this one's gonna be written quincy so uh, when I asked him, he was just like, yeah. I ain't, he was like, I ain't never acted before. And I'm like, look, we got time. We'll rehearse right. over and over and over. And so uh, I got him. Kanisha, she actually told me she was going to be in it. She didn't ask me. So <laughs> she was just like, hey. Because she read it before anybody else. And mm-hmm. she was like, hey, this character, this is the one I want. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, that's the one I had for you. So, yeah, that's That that's worked cool. out pretty well, yeah. then. And after that, it's just like every character fits the personality of the person. That they're, you know. That's portraying them, but not in all forms and fashion. Just a little it's bit. a ratchet. It's a ratchet. Ah, so, but, okay, now. Yeah, <laughs> Just a little ratchet in there. Yeah. Gotta, gotta spice it up. Gotta spice yeah. it up. So, yeah. are there more movies in the vault that you plan on releasing? Yeah. Um, I have written, I've got six movies. So, as uh, soon as we finish filming this one, I'm gonna do the next one. I'm actually doing audition for just mm-hmm. because the characters are so hard. To capture um okay i do a poem called happy birthday all the time mm-hmm. and that's one of the one of the movies that's the next movie i'll do um, okay so that one's gonna be tough to pull yeah, out yeah i've so. heard this poem yeah. it is very uh passion pain filled <laughs> very heavy yes so um with that vault, how are you gonna um do the auditions how can people reach out to you to um really uh this one we're gonna start. I'm gonna start uh, at the Hyatt Hotel downtown. Uh, I'll just have a casting call where people can come out and audition. Uh, each character will have they'll have actual script, mm-hmm. um, just just to show that they can do it. And then the people who can't actually come out, if they just reach out to me via Facebook, IG, or however, and just say, "Hey, I want to try out for this. I want to, you know, I can send them snippets and they can just send me a video back. You know, what I mean, of them auditioning." Okay. We'll go through it and figure it out. Alrighty, so what is the IG, Facebook, email that they need it's to contact? Code Ransom. Code Ransom. Yeah, yeah I keep it simple. <laughs> you know, I don't like to remember a lot of underscores. So and, that's K-O-D-E-R-A-N-S-O-M. Yeah. Code Ransom. Yeah. And then the email? Code Ransom. Code Ransom. At gmail. At yeah. gmail.com. Alrighty, so if you have some talent and you want to get in a movie, yeah. better get to... Get, get on that social media yes. and email and find out what's next. So you have been doing tons of events in the community, um, a lot surrounding children. Um, so how did you get into that? Uh, my kids were bored. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got tired of, like, the zoo, aquarium, like, mm-hmm. and we were forget where we were at but we were trying to play kickball and there was like 30 kids that didn't know how to play it was like how do you not know how to play kickball you know so we was just like man we got to figure out something to do um especially out here like most of the community centers close early so it's like nothing for kids to do mm-hmm. and i know me when i was little if i had nothing to do 
I was gonna find something to do, and it wasn't always positive. So right. <laughs> it was like, yeah, let's, you know. So the first one I did was, was it spring break, I think. Yeah, spring break weekend, and I was literally just like two days before. I was just like, hey, we gonna do a community event, mm-hmm. and like a lot of people ended up showing up. And I'm like, oh, cool. I didn't know it was gonna you be this have, many people. You have really good events though, like it's space painting and food and all types of stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, how do people who want to volunteer get involved? Um, same way, just Facebook, IG, um, you tell um, Most of the time, I plan on doing everything by myself. So, uh, that way, I get a lot of volunteers sometimes, and things come up where they can't actually make it. So, um, it's one of those things where if you can't make it, there's still other ways that you can help. Mm-hmm. Um, just really take some of the load off. Like, I get... I do get, like, frustrated doing it all, you know what I mean, just because it's so many people out here, you know what I mean, and right. it's like, um, especially when it comes to, like, food and stuff like that, because I'm like, the first one I did, it was, like, close to 200 people, and I was like, I didn't think wow. it was going to be this many people, so, like, I was overworking my grill cook, you know what I mean? Well, you have to think about yeah. it, like, uh, people really support you in a lot of the things that you're doing, because they're all positive things, you're not, you know, being crazy and you know, robbing and killing people, so you know, why wouldn't they support you doing it? So you have to think of it from that way, you know, yeah. take a little bit of the frustration out I the do way. now, um, <laughs> but at the time, like it, people say, you should see, like, oh, people support you, not like I don't I don't see it the same way other people do, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, so and it's mostly because, like, if I do like, when I do BVL and stuff like that it's not like, there's a million people that will inbox me about what I do but if they see me in public, they'll never mention it. They'll never talk to me about it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's why in my head, I'm like, yeah, there's people who support me, but at the same time, like, I don't I don't get to see it. You know okay. what I mean? So when I do the events, I don't think, like, okay, there's going to be 200 people here because 200 people, you know, believe in what I'm doing. I think that there's going to be, like, 50 people because there's 50 people who have actually told me that right. they believe in what I do. So um, now it's like, yeah, I'm a little more. But the first one, I was like, ah, yeah, some of y'all ain't gonna eat. <laughs> Cause, yeah, this is, Bring this your is, own. Yeah, you know, and then it was a lot of kids, so I'm like, well, I wanna make sure the kids eat. And right. so it was like, I don't wanna. I know adult plates look a lot different. A lot different. Yeah, so I was like, I some of these kids, though, because, oh, yeah, you know, I have a child, and that man there, and I do say man, and he only ate. But oh, yeah. he eating like he 18 oh, yeah. out yeah. here in these streets. I'm the best find out what we can do with these child labor laws because he need a job <laughs> and when they, when, they, when they get the plan and stuff like that it's even worse oh yeah I mean? so it was, absolutely but yeah it was really and I, also i do them because my kids are i wouldn't say sheltered but my kids don't i mean they don't see very much negative things and so i try to teach them to to learn how to deal with all types of people so they live they live in jinx mm-hmm. so most of where really all of the events are North Tulsa. So they get around kids that they've never been around before. Mm-hmm. And it's really just to see how they react to them. So they, instead of being like really shy around them and stuff like that, my kids have learned to you know, interact. Yeah, to interact with other kids. That's so, good. So you're killing like two, three, four, five birds with one stone? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have a lot of time. So I try to, you know, maximize the impact and whatever it is I'm doing and that those events is also it's also a way for me to gauge which kids actually get decent parental care 
So, you know, um, and I say that because I do, like, when I do kickball tournaments and stuff like that, some parents will just pull up, drop the kids off, and leave. Mm -mm. But they wouldn't, you know, and then they don't tell me that they're leaving. So, you know, I'm asking the kid, like, where's your mom or where's your dad? Oh, they, they drop me off. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, well, no. nice to know, you know what mm -mm. I mean? So you get to see, like, but those are normally the kids that you have, I wouldn't even say have problems with, but they have behavior problems, and mm -hmm. it shows why they're out there. So then they get around. Usually it's just adult-wise, it's, sometimes it's just me. So it's like they tend to listen to me, which helps. You know, I've never had a kid out there that didn't listen, but at the same time, it's like I see why the kid is the way, you know, the way mm -hmm. the kid is. I mean, you, you're dropping them off with a stranger, and the stranger don't even know you're dropping them off. So it's, it's a lot of stuff that can happen. So it kind of teaches me to see and when the parents come back, I talk to them about stuff like this. So, mm -hmm. um, sometimes you get cussed out, but, you know, it is what it is, you know. <laughs> Don't tell me um, what to do with my kids. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> Well, I want to applaud you because that is a lot of hard work and you were just talking about how you don't have time. I'm trying to figure out where the time is coming from doing all of this stuff, but it's amazing that you, that you figure it out. Yeah. Because it is a lot of that. That's a big load to be doing bright movies, and you know, thank God for the dreams yeah. <laughs> that he's supplying yeah. you. Because I know the material is gonna be great. Um, and if you've never heard his poetry before, I encourage you to follow him on social media at Code Ransom and look for wherever he's gonna be performing at because it is amazing. When I first heard you, let me tell you, I told everybody. I was like, I seen this dude. And then I told my best friend about it. She was like, you don't know him? And I was like, nah, I don't know him. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but everybody forgets I'm not from I'm not from Tulsa. I'm not from Oklahoma. So I don't know a whole lot of people. I see them. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, that guy's awesome. And then I'm like, they're like, how you don't know that person? Yeah. Like, you know, all these people. I, I don't know. Like, we could be in the same circle. And I... If I don't know you, I don't know you. Yeah. That's really, that was my problem. I assumed everyone, because I've been doing music and I've been really in the public eye for so long, I always assumed, like, people know what I do. So, mm -hmm. I don't, when I meet people, I don't just say, hey, I do poetry, or hey, I do this. Hey, I just assume people know. And if they don't, that's they find like, out when you yeah, get on stage. Like, <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll figure it out, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, but yeah, that. The Lion King one is pretty cool though. Like that's man, that's like the, man. one of my favorites. That is yeah, the so. favorite. I don't yeah. think that anybody dislikes that one. Nah, I don't think so either. I like the Lion King, and then I don't. I think it's Happy Birthday that I like, and I'm not really sure why I like it so much because it's kind of a tragic yeah. ending. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, it's Happy Birthday. But um. It's like so passion filled and there's a lot of pain, but you can feel it. Like you if I was to close my eyes and listen to what you were saying, I could picture this happening. Yeah. And it is it's like the ugly truth. Yeah. Almost. Like that that could be a good movie title. Yeah. Just saying. And yeah. if you ever use yeah. it, I want my credit. I, I want my I credit. Did. And the thing about it is um like happy birthday was a true story so like most of them are like when i when i redid uh tupac's brenda's got a baby it's that was a story that somebody told me so what happens is we'll have a conversation and people tell for some reason people feel like they could just tell me whatever so they people tell me all of their secrets and so 
when I hear them, it's at first it's just more of I'll say what I need to say to help this person. But mm-hmm. then it could be six months later, I'll have a dream about what this person told me, and it's but the dream, my dreams literally come in movie format because I don't I sleep like maybe three or four hours a day. So that's terrible. It's not like I don't, <laughs> I don't feel tired. Like okay. you know what I mean. Like I get up and I'm I'm energized after three or four hours, but. Um, it starts with like movie credits it starts with like a bunch of b-roll of just seeing whatever you know what i mean mm-hmm. so I, and then after that the movie plays out i hear the character names i hear everything and as soon as i wake up i just write it all down so it's that's the toughest part because that story is like knowing that it's real when i say it it's just like ah oh, man like I, does it change uh, like how you perform it every time like do you feel something different Normally, um, normally, um, mostly because it's like sometimes when I perform it, I'm performing it as um, from the outside looking in, mm-hmm. um, and then sometimes, mostly like if I'm looking in the crowd and I see somebody that resembles the woman that this is about, then then it turns into I kind of feel like her in that position. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's just it, it changes every time, and and then just the crowd changes it a lot you mm-hmm. know what I mean cause some crowds in my head I'm like okay you'll probably have to speed through this like just cause some people's attention span is so short it's like you have to hurry up and get to the, they wanna hear the juicy part like you gotta get to that fast and then there's some people you can tell are really picturing what you're saying so you have to slow down and when you slow down like you actually start feeling it you like mm-hmm. yeah I'm I'm killing this right now. I'm gonna cry. Like no, don't cry. Deep, you know what I mean. So it's it's that one's tough. That one is tough. That one, even crutch, crutch is tough too. Like um, that's one of those that I hate to do, but I like to do it at the same time. So and you know what? We as a crowd, we like to hear it, but we hate to hear it because it brings up all of those negative feelings that we felt when it first happened. Yeah. Um, Because it it was not an easy watch. Like, at the time, I was at work when it was all, like, spiraling out of control. And, you know, like, people, and just put it out there, I was the only black person in that particular office space. And so you hear, you know, like, well, if he was just complying and this and this and I'm like did y'all even watch the news like we had the news on like were you watching the same news story I was watching like did you see the same footage that I saw and it went from that to like uh there was a lady um who actually got fired she wrote made like this big Facebook rant I think on the clock if I'm not mistaken made this Facebook rant about how you know the police are this and her son was a police officer and you know like just saying really negative things about black people and you know she was kind of I I don't know but at the end of the day people figured out where she worked because she put it on her social media and it went like crazy and they had to lock down facilities like the hospital you know they were locking down hospitals they were like no you know ain't no exits ain't no entrances the highways were crazy was protests so like when you recite that poem it's the same for us as it is for you it's like those feelings come back of like man like because it i thought it was gonna be another 
real situation, put it that yeah. way. Yeah. Well, the thing is, the reason I do it is, um, T- Terrence Crush's family grew up right next door to my grandma's house, mm-hmm. so I saw, you know, I saw him, I saw his family like every day, you know what I mean? So, me and his cousins are still really, really tight. So, and then, like. My dad got killed in a similar way, so it was like I never wrote about mine. So it was it was more like okay, I can write about this one and kind of do both at the same time. But mm-hmm. it's you're not really supposed to forget those feelings, and a lot of people do, and that's why it happens again. Like you right. can't, because the thing about it is like I'm not gonna say quote unquote white people. I'm gonna say like um, racist racist people. people you know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Um, they. They don't forget the way they felt, you know what I'm saying? They've never forgotten the way they felt when we were slaves. So, the fact that they've never forgotten that, it shows in everything that they do. So, if they haven't forgotten that part, how is it that we have separated ourselves? Like, we can say that, you know, we always say our ancestors were slaves. They don't say our ancestors were slave owners. They say we were slave owners. So, they embrace what it is that they did, you know what I'm saying? We try to distance ourselves from it. Mm-hmm. But by distancing yourself from it, like you don't feel that same emotion, so you you're not gonna do anything to prevent it from happening again. You assume that was a whole different type of people. Like slaves were different people than us. It's like no, those no. they were you. They had the same, you know, they had dreams like you got dreams, you know what I mean? So I do it because it's like you have to remind people of the ugly. And then it's not the song's not uh it's not disrespectful. It's not in a way where, you know, F the police or nothing. It's none of that. So it's a way to intelligently say what it is that black people feel without, you know, being combative. Like, I've done that. Um, I've done that song at the police academy before. You know what I'm saying? And, like, the cops are like, man, hey, I liked it. Like, I was, I was cool. Like, it wasn't disrespectful. It wasn't like, all right, cool. Just yeah. don't shoot me. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hands yeah. up. Don't yeah. shoot. So it, For it, real. You need that. You need to be shaken up. Like, when people are out... The reason I do it is because people are out, they're, getting, they're drinking, they're having fun, and it's a way to remind you, like, when you leave here, if you get pulled over, that could happen again. Like, right. you think you're safe, you know what I'm saying? You think, oh, it was Terrence Crutcher. That's, or, that would never know. be me. Yeah, type you know attitude. what I mean? And so, to keep it in your mind at all times, it's like, it, it makes you move a little bit different. You right. know what I mean? And, definitely. Um, I would definitely say you, you're right on target with that. Um, just because for me, you know, I'm raising a, a young black boy and, you know, he used to have a fear of police. Like now he's fine. But before he used to have a fear of police and I used to go, what? Like my godmother is a police officer. Like what? And he's just like, no. And he had been watching the news and it just scared him to death to go outside. He would say, you know, if I go outside, the police are going to kill me. And I'm like, that's not true, you know, like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. And so, you know, I had to go through this long spiel about, you know, there are good people and bad people. And regardless of their occupation, you know, that's just what that is. You can't be afraid to walk outside. Like, if you're afraid to walk outside, you're afraid to live life. And he's got all these big dreams of all the things he wants to do in life. And some of them I'm like, yes. And some of them I'm like, really? Yeah. You know, you think you're going to be able to do all of that at one time? And, and live okay that's fine but you know i root him on but at the same time like now he's not so fearful so i i'm glad that he's not but you know when children are you know growing up they become afraid of what we're afraid of for them by the things that they see and so that is a good song to be putting out there because a lot of times and i was having this conversation um 
with a friend and we were basically talking about how like even in schools they want you to forget this and that where I went to school in Arkansas where we had you know Little Rock 9 and uh, Little Rock Central High School and they talk about segregation segregating the schools and all that um, they don't they don't let you forget it's in your face they show you the original articles from when it happened the the original video plus the movies that were made you have the choice to take african-american history um it, it's just not something you forget and you know I, I asked my best friend about it because she went to school here in tulsa and i said did y'all ever learn about you know the little, the little rock nine and she was like we don't even learn about the race riots that happened here and i'm like how do you not learn about tulsa history or oklahoma history like we learned about arkansas history so how Arkansas became and this and that and it's, I'm just like how does that work? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you the way it works is you don't tell people about these things because it will ultimately affect the way they are trying to run this city. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the reason I say that is because Tulsa wasn't the only place that had that quote unquote race riot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if you look at all the places that happened, that it's places that are predominantly black and that are predominantly black today and almost everybody there is poor you know what i mean Tulsa was the old capital of the world at that time so to see what greenwood had versus what south Tulsa had they didn't have anything and so you have the racist people there they're looking like okay how do they get to live better than we do you know so they were just looking for a reason to come in you know but if you look at there's a red summer east st louis they did the same thing there they actually did that before they did greenwood then they did Chicago, they did Atlanta, they did Rosewood, Florida. So like it's it wasn't like, oh yeah, this is you know, just one thing we can do. It's like, no, like their bunch of clan members came into Tulsa right before the race ride. So they were preparing to do it. They just didn't, just needed one little window to get in there. But they don't tell you about that here because once you once you learn about it, that that baseball field would have never been built on Greenwood. If if the black people here knew, you know what I mean, exactly mm-hmm. how this stuff happened. I never let them put a baseball stadium on there. Those black people wouldn't have sold their businesses to get out of Greenwood so that you had room for this baseball stadium. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, they wanted downtown. So, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't like a five-year plan. Like, they knew it was going to take a long time to get what we're trying to get. Right. But eventually, you're turning it into an historic district, but the people that the history is about aren't there anymore. Right. Like, you know, lefties. What does lefties have to do with Greenwood? Lefties could have been anywhere downtown, but it's right on Greenwood. You know what I'm saying? Greenwood and Archer. So it's like that. Then you put condos right there. But almost none of the black people can afford to live in these condos. Yeah, those are some expensive condos. Yeah, I, tried. <laughs> I was going to move there. Um, so it, it's, it's like you, you, you... It's crazy. It's like they want to alter the mindset when, in all actuality, you know, if somebody just does the research, if you just look it up, like um, me and Steph Simon uh, were talking uh, on a previous um, on a previous podcast, and it was just you know crazy to me that he didn't know that a lot of his family were involved in that, and he was he said you know it kind of stopped at a certain point, and um, when he learned that history, it made him want to dig deeper. It made him want to be like, okay, no, you know, we got to rebuild Black Wall Street. We got to do this. We got to do that. And, you know, try to come with people that had a plan that wanted to work that out. And 
he did one of his videos um, on a slave owner's property. <laughs> which, like, yes, I was yeah. like, that is, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, it's in your face at this point. Like, I know what happened. I know where I come from. Yeah. And I'm back stepping all over this slave master's steps. Yeah. And it is what it is. Yeah. And the thing is, if I let you forget about it, none of that happens. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't mention it in school. You know, we went on field trip, field trips to the space museum. I ain't never going to space. I go to Greenwood, so why we ain't go to Greenwood Cultural Center? Like kids don't even go there. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't even know that that center is there. You know what I mean? If you ask ten black people tomorrow what's in the Greenwood Cultural Center, eight of them won't be able to tell you. That's crazy. You know what I mean? And it's something that you could literally just walk into. It's not, you know, but. Like I said, it's not, it's not done by mistake. Like, but at the same time, you, we could talk about rebuilding Black Wall. We can talk about all of that. But if you forget the feelings that you have when you hear about these things, you're never gonna act on. Them. You know right. what I mean? Like, that's why I remember it. That's why I do. You know, I do the crush beats. Rather, it's all white crowd, all black. It doesn't matter. Like, anytime I get in front of a microphone, I usually do that more. I may do other stuff too. And like I've done. I've done events where it's like real fun and happy and still and I tell the people who book me like hey this one is going at the end like I don't care and most of the time they're just like uh okay but you like, know what it makes it makes people feel regardless of how they feel at the end of it it is a feeling and and just hopefully people don't act on how they feel they put besides you know using it in a positive way um but I applaud you again because I think I love what you're doing and I think you are definitely making a difference with the people that, you know, have embraced you and like really support you. And next time, be prepared for them 200 people. It might be 250 uh, next yeah, time. Nah, I, I, get, I get enough. You know, like the last one I did, we had um, Be Dazzled, which is, you know, my sister-in-law's company. She had, she donated like a lot of meat. So last the last couple of events, I've had a lot of people that came in. Payroll came, brought drinks and stuff like that. Um, so now I get it. I get a lot of people that help. So yeah, it'd be enough food now. <laughs> but that first time, I was like, hey, I, I I brought enough for about like seventy people. You know what I mean? And then like I said like two hundred showed up. So I'm like, Ooh. but luckily I, I had enough snow cones for everybody. So like yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people didn't really care about the food. They were just happy to have something positive yeah. to do. So yeah. that's amazing. You keep up the positivity, okay? Yeah. Yeah. You have to keep for it sure. up. I am so excited for the movie. Oh, yeah. Tell me the movie title again. Fatal Words. Fatal Words. Y'all better be careful with y'all communication now. Yeah. Um, Fatal Words and then the album. It's the journal. The yeah. journal. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. When is your next community event? Do you know? I'm actually trying to piece one together now uh, for the weekend of 4th of July. Okay. It'll be that Saturday. Uh, I'm trying to put it together now and see if I can get the park. Because I like to use Northside Parks. So, see if I can get the park and um, build these games out there. And we'll do it. So, I know, like, within the next week, I know for sure. And it'll be posted. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, flyers coming soon for that community event. I yeah. want to say thank you so much, Code Ransom, oh, for coming through the shake-up, shaking things up, giving me a little history lesson over I here. Really, 
I love it. I enjoyed it. And I thank you guys for listening. Um, I want you to make sure that you go follow him on social media. All his social media is very simple, as he said. It is Code Ransom, K-O-D-E-R-A-N-S-O-M. And that's the same for his email address, CodeRansom at gmail.com. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, unlike him, I'm not using my government. So um, go like my Facebook page, Aubrey Shine, A-U-B-R-E-Y-S-H-I-N-E. I love you guys for listening. I thank you for the support. And we want to keep supporting Code Ransom. So be blessed. We love you. What's up, world? How you doing? It's your girl, Aubrey Shine. And today, of course, you know we're going to be promoting Brands and Friends. But I have a special guest here with me. And his name is Code Ransom. What's up, Code Ransom? What's happening? What it, what it do? What it do? <laughs> he is a poet, an artist, a writer, a community activist. And he's got a bunch of projects going on right now. Tell the world how you're feeling right now. Oh. I feel almost sick. <laughs> now my sick. Uh, yeah, my allergies just been they been woofing me today. Um, but oh. I feel good though overall. You know. Good. Okay. So I'm glad you feel good. I'm glad you're not yeah. dying on me. I ain't got time for that. Nah, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Okay, so I was introduced to you um, through the VBL on Wednesdays, yeah. and you were doing poetry. And my favorite poem is Lion King. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I really, really enjoyed that poem. Like, if you when you repeat it, I don't be mad. I'd be like, yes! <laughs> but how long have you been writing poetry? Uh, poetry, only three years. Three years, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. And you've been reciting it for that long, or you just nah, kind of just uh, started? I've been reciting it for about two years. For about two years, okay. Yeah. So you just, like, got courage, or somebody pushed you out there? Nah, um... It's a dude out here named Rick Quincy. Like that's, that's okay. like my brother, man. So uh, I didn't know him at the time, but I, somebody took me to his Cypher 120 event, mm-hmm. and it's like open mic for poets. And I was listening to him, and I was like, man, this dude kind of good. You know he, what I mean? He is so, dope. He's pretty dope. Um, somebody I know had signed me up, and I didn't know they signed me up. So I was like, so when he called me up there, I'm like, I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I was, I was just like, all right. But it was at the that was around the same time I did the. I originally wrote the Terrence Crutcher one, so mm-hmm. that's when I was just like, all right, let me try it out. Okay, and for the people who don't know who Terrence Crutcher is, he was um, a very well-known man here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and he was shot and killed by a police officer, a former police officer now. She did a... Uh, oh, she's still a cop. Is she still a cop? I yeah. thought she... Or she said she was going to turn in her stuff yeah, and, and she, retire, she, but... She's still a cop. At least um, last I checked. Well... Um, what's uh, Officer Shelby? Is that her name? Yeah, Officer Shelby. That was a big case. They did a whole 60 minutes over it. Um, it made national news. Um, but yeah, so that that poem actually, I did listen to it, and it is very powerful. Um, so how did you start writing? Was it just something in your life, an event, or? Uh, yeah, basically therapy. Therapy. Um, I got taught to write in uh, actually one of my anger management classes when I was a kid. So mm-hmm. most of the time it used to I'd just be like real angry stuff. So mm-hmm. um, after that I turned it into music and then poetry just, I don't know, just life experiences as I grew up. It started changing from 
I got tired of doing music, uh, mostly because I couldn't do, what would you say, I couldn't do like club music and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and that's what everybody listened to. And so Not I was necessarily. Everybody, in, <laughs> everybody I would run into was just okay. like, hey, you should go back to doing this, go back to, and I didn't, I couldn't write that stuff no more, so mm-hmm. I was just like, well, I write poetry, so I just kept it all in the journal. Once I started reciting, I was just like, hey, this is actually pretty straight. And, it is. But the Cypher 120 kind of showed me it was a place where poets can actually come here and do it. I never right. knew of any spot like that, so I didn't, you know, I didn't recite it. So. Okay. Yeah. Now, you spoke on music, and there is an album coming. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Can you give some details, a title? Of- um, the title is The Journal. The Journal, um, okay. And I really actually never done, I've never done an album by myself. Um, so I was actually done doing music and then I was reading through my journal and I was like, man, it's a lot of songs in here. So I was like, all right, I'll put them together. And they're, li- they're literally already songs. They just don't have any beats to them. So right. um, I was like, well, before I quit, I'll just go ahead. Release and, that. Yeah, and just do it. Do you have a release date? I don't. Um, because I'm still doing the movie right now, so um, I'm trying to figure out when I want to release it, like before or after the movie. Most likely it'll be after mm-hmm. the movie releases at the end of August, so it'll be around September. Okay, okay. We're going to be looking for that because there was a post that you made on yeah. Facebook about exclusive um, hearing, a listening yeah. party or something. Well, it's not even that. Um, what it is is... Um, there's people who ask me like every time they see me like how do you come up with this how do you you know put it all together so i'm gonna take two people and just let them sit in on the studio sessions and kind of see how we create the songs that i create um so they'll get to hear like the production the first time i hear um the raw yeah the raw stuff how i format you know my journaling to fit whatever it is that i have Uh as far as production um the art behind actually recording it yeah, they'll get to be there for that whole. That's that nice. Whole process, so. That's sweet. Well, I guess I probably won't be getting chosen since I'm doing this interview. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Wouldn't well, say that. I would love to sit in. You know, I would love to sit in. I wouldn't give your secrets away. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, who are you working with on the album? Uh, K Five. He's a producer out here. Um, Big City. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's producing on there. Uh, uh, J Friday will be on there. Uh, That's a good look. Yeah, Darion Clark. She's she's a oh, singer, okay, writer, yeah. poet. Like, that's my I little sister. Her. That's my little sister, man. She's she's amazing. So um, she's on there as well. Uh, Mr. Burns will be on there. Uh, who else? You got a lineup. You know yeah. what? You know we don't tell too much. We yeah. gonna we gonna that's, let you hold on to some, but yeah. we can't give it all. Yeah, away. yeah. I was just giving you the key <laughs> players. There's some other ones too. Okay, so with you know the album and the poetry does it make you nervous when you're like performing at all nah the only time I would say I was nervous was uh Juneteenth um that one I was kind of I was actually more scared than nervous I was like man this is kind of why just cause my granny used to take me to Juneteenth all the time and she was my favorite person so Mm -hmm. I I used to tell her when I was a kid like I'm gonna do this one day Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to actually be able to do it and then look out there and see how many people is actually out there, you're okay, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, not all crowds are poetry crowds. So you you really have to be able to, you know, find something that you can really connect to people with. Right. And so um, 
that one, yeah, I was I was nervous. But how did you feel like afterwards? Because it's like a dream come true. You said, I'm going to do it. And then you, you put your best foot forward and you did it. It felt great. Um, then, like, uh, I can't remember her name. And that sucks. But um, it's like a little <laughs> girl that came up and was, like, crying. You know what Aww. I mean? And she was like, I, I listen to a lot of your poetry stuff. I'm just like, that's kind of crazy. Normally, it's adults. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that... That was pretty cool. Like, That's what's yeah. up. Okay, so do you have any performances coming up that we need to be looking Rush for? Fest. Rush Fest. Yeah, okay. I'll be at Rush Fest on the uh, July 14th. Okay. Um, outside of that, I was actually taking a break, but you never know. Somebody might call me to do do something. But I do go to uh, Written Cypher 120 on Thursday nights. Okay. And sometimes I just get up there and do something. Already, I know you do a lot of freestyling too. Like, and you never have a book, or you like you always just you memorize it. How do you do that? It's um, uh, basically everything that I do is like, what before I write it, it comes to me in my head, but it comes to me as like movies. I see it <laughs> like movies, and so it's kind of like reciting movies. Like, if it's your favorite movie, you know what lines yes. you like. <laughs> so, like, anytime I want to remember one, I just remember the picture that I had in my head. And then the words just come with it. Do you listen to other people's poetry outside of music, but, like, actual? Um, just written, written Quincy. Uh, anytime he posts some of his, um, so I listen to him a lot. Um, I listen to a lot of Wale's poems, too. So Yeah, um, he's pretty also, dope outside of that that's what you put me in the mind of like that that's the first person that comes to mind when i think of you is wale so that's pretty awesome yeah. that's a, that's a big deal yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's one of my favorites so yay okay so you touched on the movie tell me about the movie tell me can i get a title yeah it's called <laughs> fatal words fatal words yeah. that's a loaded title yeah it is um, what is that about it's it's about poetry it's about um it's about things that people say and how it affects other people. It's about it's about loving the right people. Um, mm. It's a mixture between uh, you ever seen a perfect guy? I have seen it. Yes. Okay, so it's a mixture between that and Love Jones. So Ooh. it has like a Love Jones feel to it, but then there's like a lot of twists and turns in there. So this is definitely so, yeah. a drama. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it, like I said, the people. Uh, written Quincy's the main character. Um, Kenesha Daniels is co star. And um, I have Kermita uh, Marshall, uh, Jamil Friday, Tizzy Dyer. Like, there's a lot of. Uh, That's yeah. a lot of talent. Yeah, we got Darius Reese. Um, who else? Man, it's, yeah, it's, it's some crazy talent in here. Wow. Okay. And you said that comes out in August, right? Yeah, end of August. End of August. And where are you planning on showing, like, premiering this? Um, actually, uh, Circle Cinema out, I would say, Admiral and Lewis. Okay. Um, working something out with them where I could just show it in there. Um, and it'll be, like, a whole little red carpet event that we can oh. put together for it. Um, so... Well, the shakeup has to be there. So, I, I, you know, you have a business card now. I better get a phone call, an email, or something to my Google calendar. But um, (laughs) um, most media platforms will see it before anybody else. I cannot wait. I'm, like, rooting for this. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I don't... So, did you... You wrote this whole thing, or... Yeah, yeah, I wrote it. I directed. um, I actually have to act in it. I didn't want to, but... um, (laughs) 
one of the characters, like, people tried to do it, and it was, they could get it, but it just didn't feel right, so I was just mm -hmm. like, all right, I'll do that one. But um, only thing I'm not doing is filming it. Okay. Um, uh, my, it's a guy I've known for a long time, named Jazz Wheeler. He actually films in Hollywood, so he'll be flying out here to film it. Wow. And then uh, me, really just me and me and my crew is just going, we're going to edit it ourselves. Um, just because the companies that edit, they don't really give you, they don't let you sit in on the session when they edit. So mm -hmm. they just kind of do the movie the way they feel it should go. Mm -hmm. And so we're just like, nah, we'll, we'll do it ourselves. So Make sure you get all the authenticity. Yeah, but, the, <laughs> but when I drop the blooper reel is what's the funniest. Like, you working with Jay Friday. Like the comedy from this dude, just because his character is basically all improv, so it's wow. Dude. I have to, I cannot wait. I cannot wait, and I know that the people who know you and are closest to you who have heard about this are probably pretty excited as well. Sure. So, was it like nerve wracking getting these people, you know, like doing the auditions? And uh, uh, what's crazy is we didn't have to do any auditions for it. Um, wow, uh, I thought of it. They said it just came to me as a dream, and I was watching watching it all. So I woke up, wrote it, but when I wrote it, I already had in mind, like, who these people were going to be. Mm -hmm. So I hadn't asked anybody yet, but in my head, I was like, yeah, they this one's going to be written Quincy. So uh, when I asked him, he was just like, yeah, I ain't, he was like, I ain't never acted before. And I'm like, look, we got time. We'll rehearse right. over and over and over. And so uh, I got him. Kanisha, she actually told me she was gonna be in it. She didn't ask me, so <laughs> she was just like, "Hey," because she read it before anybody else. And mm -hmm. She was like, "Hey, this character, this is the one I want." And in my head, I'm like, "Yeah, that's the one I had for you." So yeah, that's that that's worked cool. out pretty well. Yeah. Then. And after that, it's just like every character fits the personality of the person that they're, you know, that's portraying them, but not in all forms and fashion. Because it's a bit. ratchet. It's a ratchet. Ah! So. <laughs> But, okay now <laughs> just a little ratchet in there yeah. gotta gotta spice it up gotta spice yeah. it up so yeah. are there more movies in the vault that you plan on releasing yeah. um, I have written I've got six movies so wow. uh, as soon as we finish filming this one I'm gonna do the next one I'm gonna actually do an audition for just mm -hmm. because the characters are so hard to capture um, okay I do a poem called Happy Birthday all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the one of the movies. That's the next movie I'll do. Um, okay. So that one's gonna be tough to pull yeah, out. Yeah, I've so. heard this poem. Yeah. It is very uh passion pain filled. <laughs> very heavy, yes. So um with that vault, how are you gonna um do the auditions? How can people reach out to you to Um really uh this one we're gonna start. I'm gonna start uh, at the Hyatt Hotel downtown. Um, I'll just have a casting call where people can come out and audition. Uh, each character will have they'll have actual script, mm -hmm. um, just just to show that they can do it. And then the people who can't actually come out, if they just reach out to me via Facebook, IG, or however, and just say, "Hey, I want to try out for this. I want to, you know, I can send them snippets and they can just send me a video back, you know, what I mean, of them auditioning." Okay. We'll go through it and figure it out. Alrighty, so what is the IG, Facebook, email that they need it's to contact? Code Ransom. Code Ransom. Yeah, yeah I keep it simple. <laughs> you know, I don't like to remember a lot of underscores. So and, that's K-O-D-E-R-A-N-S-O-M. Yeah. Code Ransom. Yeah. And then the email? Code Ransom. Code Ransom. At gmail. At yeah. gmail.com. Alrighty, so if you have some talent and you want to get in a movie... 
better get to get get on that social media yeah. and email and find out what's next. So you have been doing tons of events in the community, um, a lot surrounding children. Um, so how did you get into that? Uh, my kids were bored. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got tired of like the zoo aquarium, like, mm-hmm. and we were. I forget where we were at, but we were trying to play kickball. And there was like 30 kids that didn't know how to play. It was like, how do you not know how to play kickball, you know? So we was just like, man, we got to figure out something to do, um, especially out here. Like, most of the community centers close early, so it's like nothing for kids to do. Mm-hmm. And I know me, when I was little, if I had nothing to do, I was going to find something to do. And it wasn't always positive. So right. <laughs> it was like, yeah, let's, you know. So the first one I did was... Spring break, I think. Yeah, spring break weekend. And I was literally just like two days before, I was just like, hey, we're going to do a community event. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of people ended up showing up. And I'm like, oh, cool. I didn't know it was going to be this have, many people. You have really good events, though. Like, it's space painting and food and all types of stuff out there. Yeah. yeah. So, like, how do people who want to volunteer get involved? Um, same way, just Facebook, IG, um, you tell. Um, most of the time, I plan on doing everything by myself. So, uh, that way, I get a lot of volunteers sometimes. And things come up where they can't actually make it. So, um, it's one of those things where if you can't make it, there's still other ways that you can help. Mm-hmm. Um, just really take some of the load off. Like, I get, I do get, like, frustrated doing it all. You know what I mean? Just because it's so many people out here. You know what I mean? And right. it's like... Um, especially when it comes to like food and stuff like that because I'm like the first one I did it was like close to 200 people and I was like I didn't think wow. it was going to be this many people so like I was overworking my grill cook you know what I mean well you have to think about yeah. it like people really support you in a lot of the things that you're doing because they're all positive things you're not you know being crazy and you know robbing and killing people so yeah. you know why wouldn't they support you doing it so you have to think of it from that way you know yeah. take a little bit of the frustration out i the do way. now um, <laughs> but at the time like it, people say you should see like all oh, people support you not like i don't i don't see it the same way other people do you mm-hmm. know what i mean so and it's mostly because like if i do like when i do vvl and stuff like that it's not like there's a million people that will inbox me about what i do but if they see me in public, they'll never mention it. They'll never talk to me about it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's why in my head, I'm like, yeah, there's people who support me. But at the same time, like, yeah. I don't I don't get to see it. You know okay. what I mean? So when I do the events, I don't think, like, okay, there's going to be 200 people here. Because 200 people, you know, believe in what I'm doing. I think that there's going to be, like, 50 people. Because there's 50 people who have actually told me that right. they believe in what I do. So, um now it's like yeah i'm a little more prepared but at first <laughs> i was like ah yeah some of y'all ain't gonna eat because <laughs> this is bring this your is, own yeah you know and then it was a lot of kids so i'm like well i want to make sure the kids eat and right. so it's like i don't want to i know adult plates look a lot different a lot different yeah, so I was like, I some of these kids though because oh, yeah, you know i have a child and that man there and i do say man and he only ate but he eating like he 18 oh, yeah. out yeah. here in these streets. I'm about to find out what we can do with these child labor laws because he need a job. <laughs> and when they, when, they, when they get the plan and stuff like that, it's even worse. Oh, yeah. I mean? so it was, Absolutely. But, yeah, it was really, and I, also I do them because my kids are, I wouldn't say sheltered, but my kids don't, 
they don't see very much negative things and so I try to teach them to to learn how to deal with all types of people so they live they live in Jinx mm-hmm. so most of or really all of the events are North Tulsa so they get around kids that they've never been around before mm-hmm. and it's really just to see how they react to them so they instead of being like really shy around them and stuff like that my kids have learned to you know, interact yeah to interact with other kids that's so, good and that's, so you're killing like two three four five birds with one stone oh yeah <laughs> yeah I, I don't have a lot of time so i try to you know maximize the impact and whatever it is i'm doing and that those events is also it's also a way for me to gauge which kids actually get decent parental care so mm-hmm. you know um and i say that because i do like when I do kickball tournaments and stuff like that, some parents will just pull up, drop the kids off, and leave. Mm-mm. But they wouldn't, you know, and then they don't tell me that they're leaving. So, you know, I'm asking the kid, like, where's your mom or where's your dad? Oh, they, they drop me off. Like, oh, okay. Oh, That's no. nice to know, you know what Mm-mm. I mean? So you get to see, like, but those are normally the kids that you have, I wouldn't even say have problems with, but they have behavior problems, and mm-hmm. it shows why they're out there. So then they get around. Usually it's just adult-wise, it's, sometimes it's just me. So it's like they tend to listen to me, which helps. You know, I've never had a kid out there that didn't listen. But at the same time, it's like I see why the kid is the way, you know, the way the kid is. I mean, you, you're dropping them off with a stranger, and the stranger don't even know you're dropping them off. So it's it's a lot of stuff that can happen. So it kind of teaches me to see and when the parents come back, I talk to them about stuff like this. So, mm-hmm. um Sometimes you get cussed out, but you know, it is what it is. You know. Don't tell me um, what to do with my kids. Yeah, you know. What I mean? <laughs> well, I want to applaud you because that is a lot of hard work, and you were just talking about how you don't have time. I'm trying to figure out where the time is coming from doing all of this stuff, but it's amazing that you, that you figure it out yeah. because it is a lot of that. That's a big load to be doing writing movies. And, you know, thank God for the dreams yeah. <laughs> that he's supplying yeah. you because I know the material is going to be great. Um, and if you've never heard his poetry before, I encourage you to follow him on social media at Code Ransom and look for wherever he's going to be performing at because it is amazing. When I first heard you, let me tell you, I told everybody. That's I was dope. like, i seen this dude. Yeah. And then I told my best friend about it. She was like, you don't know him? And I was like, nah. I don't know him. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but everybody forgets I'm not from I'm not from Tulsa. I'm not from Oklahoma. So I don't know a whole lot of people. I see them yeah. and I'm like, oh, okay, that guy's awesome. And then I'm like, they're like, how you don't know that person? Yeah. Like, you know all these people got I don't know. Like we could be in the same circle and I if I don't know you, I don't know you. Yeah. <laughs> that's really that was my problem. I assumed everyone because I've been doing music and I've been really in the public eye for so long I always assume like people know what I do so mm-hmm. I don't when I meet people I don't just say hey I do poetry or hey I do this hey, I just assume people know and if they don't they find out when you yeah, get on stage like, <laughs> yeah you'll, you'll figure it out you know what I mean yeah. And, um, but yeah that the Lion King one is pretty cool though like that's man, that's like the, man. one of my favorites that is the favorite. I don't yeah. think that anybody dislikes that one. Nah, I don't think so either. I like The Lion King, and then I don't... I 
think it's happy birthday that I like. And I'm not really sure why I like it so much. Because it's kind of a tragic yeah. ending. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, it's happy birthday. But um, it's like so passion filled. And there's a lot of pain, but you can feel it. Like, you, if I was to close my eyes and listen to what you were saying, I could picture this happening. Yeah. And it is, it's like the ugly truth. Yeah. Almost. Like, that, that could be a good movie title. Yeah. Just saying. And yeah. if you ever use yeah. it, I want my credit. I, I want my I credit. Did. And the thing about it is, um, <laughs> like, Happy Birthday was a true story. So, like, most of them are. Like, when I when I redid uh, Tupac's Brenda's Got a Baby, it's... That was a story that somebody told me. So what happens is we'll have a conversation and people tell, for some reason, people feel like they could just tell me whatever. So they, people tell me all of their secrets. And so when I hear them, it's, at first it's just more of I'll say what I need to say to help this person. But mm-hmm. then it could be six months later, I'll have a dream about what this person told me. And it's, but the dream, my dreams literally come in movie format because I don't, I sleep like maybe three or four hours a day. So that's terrible. It's not like I don't, I don't feel tired. Like okay. you know what I mean. Like I get up and I'm I'm energized after three or four hours. But um, it starts with like movie credits. It starts with like a bunch of B roll of just seeing whatever you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I, and then after that the movie plays out. I hear the character names. I hear everything. And as soon as I wake up, I just write it all down. So it's. That's the toughest part because that story is like knowing that it's real when I say it, it's just like, ah, oh, man. Like, I, Does it change uh, like how you perform it every time? Like, do you feel something different? Normally. Uh, normally. Um, mostly because it's like sometimes when I perform it, I'm performing it as um, from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes. Mostly, like, if I'm looking in the crowd and I see somebody that resembles the woman that this is about, then then it turns into I kind of feel like her in that position. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's just, it, it changes every time. And and then just the crowd changes it a lot. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because some crowds in my head, I'm like, okay, you'll probably have to speed through this. Like, just because some people's attention span is so short it's like you have to hurry up and get to they want to hear the juicy part like you got to get to that fast and then there's some people you can tell are really picturing what you're saying so you have to slow down and when you slow down like you actually start feeling it you like mm-hmm. yeah i'm, I'm, I'm killing I'm this gonna, right yeah, now yeah, i'm gonna cry <laughs> like this no don't it's cry deep you know what i mean so it, it's it's that one's tough you know that one mean? is you know, tough that one even crutch crutch is tough too like um that's one of those that I hate to do, but I like to do it at the same time. So, And you know what? We, as a crowd, we like to hear it, but we hate to hear it. Because it brings up yeah. all of those negative feelings that we felt when it first happened. Because yeah. um, it, it was not an easy watch. Like, I, at the time, I was at work when it was all, like, spiraling out of control. And, you know, like, people... And I, just put it out there, I was the only black person in that particular office space. And so you hear, you know, like, well, if he was just complying and this and this. And I'm like, did y'all even watch the news? Like, we had the news on. Like, were you watching the same news story I was watching? Like, did you see the same footage that I saw? And it went from that to, like, uh, there was a lady... Um, 
who actually got fired she broke made like this big facebook rant i think on the clock if i'm not mistaken made this facebook rant about how you know the police are this and her son was a police officer and you know like just saying really negative things about black people and you know she was kind of i I don't know but at the end of the day people figured out where she worked because she put it on her social media and it went like crazy and they had to lock down facilities like the hospital you know they were locking down hospitals they were like no you know ain't no exits ain't no entrances the highways were crazy was protests so like when you recite that poem it's the same for us as it is for you it's like ooh, those feelings come back of like man like because it i thought it was gonna be another real situation put it that way (laughs) well the thing is the reason i do it is um Terrence Crush's family grew up right next door to my grandma's house. Mm-hmm. So I saw, you know, I saw him, I saw his family, like, every day, you know what I mean? So me and his cousins are still really, really tight. So, and then, like, my dad got killed in a similar way. So it was like, I never wrote about mine. So it was, it was more like, okay, I could write about this one and kind of do both at the same time. But mm-hmm. it's, you're not really supposed to forget those feelings. And a lot of people do. And that's why it happens again. Like, you right. can't. Because the thing about it is, like, I'm not going to say, quote, unquote, white people. I'm going to say, like, um, racist, racist people. people. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Um, they they don't forget the way they felt. You know what I'm saying? They've never forgotten the way they felt when we were slaves. So, the fact that they've never forgotten that, it shows in everything that they do. So, if they haven't forgotten that part, how is it that we have separated ourselves? Like, we can say that, you know, we always say our ancestors were slaves. They don't mm-hmm. say our ancestors were slave owners. They say we were slave owners. So they embrace what, what it is that they did. You know what I'm saying? We try to distance ourselves from it. Mm-hmm. But by distancing yourself from it, like, you don't feel that same emotion. So you, you're not going to do anything to prevent it from happening again. You assume that was a whole different type of people. Like, slaves were different people than us. It's like, no, those no. they were you. They had the same, you know, they had dreams like you got dreams. You know what I mean? So... I do it because it's like you have to remind people of the ugly, and then it's not the song's not uh it's not disrespectful. It's not in a way where you know f the police or nothing. It's none of that. So it's a way to intelligently say what it is that black people feel without you know being combative. Like I've done that. Um, I've done that song at the police academy before. You know what I'm saying? And like the cops are like, man, hey, I like that. Like I was, I was cool. Like it wasn't disrespectful. It wasn't like, all right, cool, just yeah. don't shoot me. <laughs> like <laughs> hands yeah. up, don't yeah. shoot. So it, for real, it, you need that. You need to be shaken up. Like when people are out, the reason I do it is because people are out, they're, they're drinking, they're having fun, and it's a way to remind you. Like when you leave here, if you get pulled over, that could happen again. Like, right. you think you're safe, you know what I'm saying? You think, oh, it was Terrence Crutcher. That's not, that would never you know, be me. Yeah, type you know attitude. what I mean? And so, to keep it in your mind at all times, it's like, it, it makes you move a little bit different. You right. know what I mean? And, definitely. Um, I would definitely say you, you're right on target with that. Um, just because, for me, you know, I'm raising a, a young black boy, and, you know, he used to have a fear of police. Like, now he's fine, but before he used to have a fear of police, and I used to go, what? Like, my godmother is a police officer. Like, what? And he's just like, no. And he had been watching the news, and it just scared him to death to go outside. He would say, you know, if I go outside, the police are going to kill me. 
And I'm like, that's not true, you know, like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. And so, you know, I had to go through this long spiel about, you know, there are good people and bad people. And regardless of their occupation, you know, that's just what that is. You can't be afraid to walk outside. Like, if you're afraid to walk outside, you're afraid to live life. And he's got all these big dreams of all the things he wants to do in life. And some of them I'm like, yes. And some of them I'm like, really? Yeah. You know, you think you're going to be able to do all of that at one time and, and live? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. But, you know, I'll root him on. But at the same time, like, now he's not so fearful. So I, I'm glad that he's not. But, you know, when children are, you know, growing up, they become afraid of what we're afraid of for them. Yeah by the things that they see and so that is a good song to be putting out there because a lot of times and I was having this conversation uh, with a friend and we were basically talking about how like even in schools they want you to forget this and that where I went to school in Arkansas where we had you know Little Rock 9 and uh, Little Rock Central High School and they talk about segregation segregating the schools and all that um they don't they don't let you forget it's in your face they show you the original articles from when it happened the the original video plus the movies that were made you have the choice to take african-american history um it, it's just not something you forget and you know I, I asked my best friend about it because she went to school here in Tulsa and I said did y'all ever learn about you know the little, the little rock nine and she was like we don't even learn about the race riots that happened here and I'm like how do you not learn about Tulsa history or Oklahoma history? Like we learned about Arkansas history. So how Arkansas became and this and that. And I'm just like, how does that work? I'm going to tell you, the way it works is you don't tell people about these things because it will ultimately affect the way they are trying to run this city. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. the reason I say that is because Tulsa wasn't the only place that had that quote-unquote race riot. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So, if you look at all the places that happened that, it's places that are predominantly black and that are predominantly black today and almost everybody there is poor. You know what I mean? Tulsa was the oil capital of the world at that time. So, mm-hmm. to see what Greenwood had versus what South Tulsa had, they didn't have anything. And so, you have the racist people there, they're looking like, okay, how do they get to live better than we do? You know, so they were just looking for a reason to come in. You know, but if you look at there's a Red Summer, East St. Louis. They did the same thing there. They actually did that before they did Greenwood. Mm-hmm. And then they did Chicago. They did Atlanta. They did Rosewood, Florida. So, like, it's, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, just one thing we can do. It's like, no, like, a bunch of Klan members came into Tulsa right before the race ride. So they were preparing to do it. They just, did, just needed one little window to get in there. But they don't tell you about that here because once you, once you learn about it, that, that baseball field would have never been built on Greenwood. If if the black people here knew, you know what I mean, exactly mm-hmm. how this stuff happened, they would have never let them put a baseball stadium on there. Those black people wouldn't have sold their businesses to get out of Greenwood so that you had room for this baseball stadium. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, they wanted downtown. So, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't like a five-year plan. Like, they knew it was going to take a long time to get what we're trying to get. Right. But eventually, you're turning it into an historic district, but the people that the history is about aren't there anymore. Right. Like, you know, lefties. What does lefties have to do with Greenwood? Lefties could have been anywhere downtown, but it's right on Greenwood. You know what I'm saying? Greenwood and Archer. So it's like that. Then you put condos right there. But 
almost none of the black people can afford to live in these condos. Yeah, those are some expensive condos. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was going to move there. Um, so it, it's, it's like you, you, you... It's crazy. It's like they want to alter the mindset when, in all actuality, you know, if somebody just does the research, if you just look it up, like um, me and Steph Simon uh, were talking uh, on a previous... Um, on a previous podcast and it was just you know crazy to me that he didn't know that a lot of his family were involved in that and he was he said you know it kind of stopped at a certain point and um, when he learned that history it made him want to dig deeper it made him want to be like okay no you know we got to rebuild Black Wall Street we got to do this we got to do that and you know try to come with people that had a plan that wanted to work that out and he did one of his videos um, on a slave owner's property. <laughs> which, like, yes, I was yeah. like, that is, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, it's in your face at this point. Like, I know what happened. I know where I come from. Yeah. And I'm back stepping all over this slave master's steps. Yeah. And it is what it is. Yeah. And the thing is, if I let you forget about it, none of that happens. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't mention it in school. You know, we went on field trip field trips to the space museum i ain't never going to space i go to greenwood so why we ain't go to greenwood culture center like kids don't even go there you know what i mean a lot of people don't even know that that center is there you know what i mean if you ask 10 black people tomorrow what's in the greenwood culture center eight of them won't be able to tell you that's crazy you know what i mean and it's something that you could literally just walk into it's not you know but like i said it's not it's not done by mistake, like. But at the same time, you, we could talk about rebuilding Black Wall. We can talk about all of that. But if you forget the feelings that you have when you hear about these things, you're never gonna act on. Them. You know right. what I mean? Like, that's why I remember it. That's why I do. You know, I do the crush piece. Rather it's all white crowd, all black. It doesn't matter. Like any time I get in front of a microphone, I usually do that more. I may do other stuff too. And like I've done, I've done events where it's like real fun and happy and still and I'll tell the people who book me like hey this one is going at the end like I don't care and most of the time they're just like uh okay but you know what it makes it makes people feel regardless of how they feel at the end of it it is a feeling and and just hopefully people don't act on how they feel they put besides you know using it in a positive way um but I applaud you again because I think I love what you're doing and I think you are definitely making a difference with the people that, you know, have embraced you and like really support you. And next time, be prepared for them 200 people. It might be 250 uh, next yeah, time. Yeah, nah, I, I, get, I get enough. You know, like the last one I did, we had um, Be Dazzled, which is, you know, my sister-in-law's company. She, had, she donated like a lot of meat. So last the last couple of events, I've had a lot of people that came in, payroll came, brought drinks and stuff like that. Um, so now I get it, I get a lot of people that help. So yeah, it'd be enough food now. <laughs> but that first time, I was like, hey, I, I I brought enough for about like seventy people, you know what I mean? And then like I said like two hundred showed up, so I'm like, Ooh. but luckily I, I had enough snow cones for everybody, so like yeah. a lot of people. A lot of people didn't really care about the food. They, was just they were just happy to have something positive yeah. to do. So yeah, that's so. amazing. You keep up the positivity, okay? Yeah. Yeah. You have to keep For it sure. up. I am 
so excited for the movie. Oh, yeah. Tell me the movie title again. Fatal Words. Fatal Words. Y'all better be careful with y'all communication now. Yeah. Um, Fatal Words and then the album. It's the journal. The yeah. journal. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. When is your next community event? Do you know? I'm actually trying to piece one together now uh, for the weekend of 4th of July. Okay. It'll be that Saturday. Uh, I'm trying to put it together now and see if I can get the park. I like to use Northside Parks. So, see if I can get the park and um, build these games out there. I'm going to do it. So, I know, like, within the next week, I know for sure. And it'll be posted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right. Flyers coming soon for that community event. I yeah. want to say thank you so much, Code Ransom. Oh, crap. For coming through the shake-up, shaking things up, giving me a little history lesson over right, here. Really? I love it. I enjoyed it. And I thank you guys for listening. Um, I want you to make sure that you go follow him on social media. All his social media is very simple, as he said. It is Code Ransom, K-O-D-E-R-A-N-S-O-M. And that's the same for his email address, CodeRansom at gmail.com. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, unlike him, I'm not using my government. So um, go like my Facebook page, Aubrey Shine, A-U-B-R-E-Y-S-H-I-N-E. Um, I love you guys for listening. I thank you for the support. And we want to keep supporting Code Ransom. So be blessed. We love you.